You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa. Welcome back to it. It is exactly 14 minutes past six, and um, we're ready to start the first half of the show. As I said, we are talking about inspirational stories tonight on The Feminine Touch. Our guest is ready, and um, we cannot wait to hear her story, and most importantly, just to see what God is going to do in the next hour of the show. Kaise, welcome to The Feminine Touch tonight. Thank you so much, Mbume. It's an absolute honor to be here, even though I'm actually just joining you on the line, but I am there in heart, spirit, in every other way. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So, Kaise, I mean, looking at you, you just look so beautiful. I always see your pictures, and I know people will say you always post the best picture, but you just sound so warm as well. I have to ask <laughs> you, how do you keep yeah. your smile in such positivity? Because it really radiates through your pictures as well. <laughs> Ooh, how does one really answer that, Bume? And, you know, I think it, it's not an easy answer to, que- or rather question to answer because I think um, we, we shouldn't have to think about being happy. We mm. shouldn't have to think about bringing a smile or having a smile because mm. I think, um, you know, the most natural thing that comes to the human heart and mind is uh, joy you know it's one of the of the spirits as you would know um it's something that god created us to be is to be full of joy and Mm. abundance to live a life of you know of of prosperity and to continually just you know hold ourselves in a particular manner that you know people can regard as being a light so um, to really answer your question, I think for me, it, 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 from a young age, I knew that, you know, I was quite bubbly. I was mm. um, infectious. I had always been, had an infectious energy. And I was, I've always been true to that. It's like sure. the most natural thing to me. And um, it really is just the core of my being. So I think I keep it alive by just being true to my soul. I'm somebody who's very in touch with herself in terms of my feelings, my heart. And, you know, just my mind, I'm constantly aware of how I feel. And I mean, some days are not great, hey, but I allow each day to be what it is. Mm. And uh, I think when I show up as my, as, as, you know, the best version that I am, and then Mm. people just naturally flow towards that. Absolutely. I love it. The best version of who you are. And that's what draws people to you. So, can you say you are a professional actress, an MC, a presenter? You're also the founder and the author of Light After Dark Moments. Really, such a well-rounded person, hey? <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if the question is to me, but if you are asking me, I mean, who am I to deny? God has created me wonderfully and fearfully, so He said I am made in His image. So yes, I'll confirm that. Well, absolutely, <laughs> it's all about confirmation. So let's talk back to um, the year 2018 when you had just won our perfect wedding, the presenter competition. What were you doing before our perfect wedding? Well, I won in 2017 to just correct you there. Sorry. Um, no worries, no worries at all. Because, I, and I mean, I would imagine that maybe you'd make that mistake because I started presenting the show in 2018. Yes. Although I had won the previous year. So, um, what was I doing? <laughs> you know what, Bume, as one would probably imagine, getting into the entertainment industry is not something our parents, especially the previous generation, they're not really particularly excited when a child says, I want to be an artist, you know, this is what I want to do for mm. a living. Mm. According to them, um, it's not a sustainable career. So they would probably say things like rather go and, you know, study something real and, you know, make a proper career of yourself or build a proper career for yourself. Mm. So um, I I always knew, I mean, there was never no doubt, um, ever a doubt, sorry, um, in my mind that I wanted to be somebody who would be on screen. But of Mm. course, um, my mom wanted me to have more a bit of a you know secure future and more security so I went to study um, after matric I went to study at the University of Johannesburg and I 
did a, a BA undergrad in uh, international relations. Didn't finish though because, you know, um, my parents subsequently got divorced and I couldn't continue. And, you know, financial challenges really kind of restricted, you know, me continuing that. But mm. I didn't use that as, as an excuse to not follow up on my dreams. So um, I think that was the turning point for me when I said, okay, you know what, I'm going to really go and do what it is that I want to do now. Mm. And so um, I got myself an agent. I began to you know, attend auditions. And particularly in that year, I mean, it's not automatic. You know, you go through the process of getting your fair share of rejection mm. until um, one moment. I think I landed a commercial and then it became, you know, a, a short uh spot on like a series and then another series and after that I mean the the rest is really history because you know I entered that competition uh, that God by the way told me I would win I mm. must mention um, I and it. it's always you gotta difficult, say that again <laughs> it's always difficult explaining that because yeah. I was sitting at home one Sunday evening watching our perfect wedding and it was presented by Timbi Samdada at the time mm. and mm. then this promo comes on and you know they're like are you the next um, our perfect presenter host if you are these are audition dates and they kind of had you know a list of auditions in and around the country but I vividly remember hearing God's voice and sure. telling me you better go for that you better oh, go man. for that because that's yours that competition is yours to win mm. and yo Bume, I mean like I say the rest is history mm. that um drastically changed my life and my mm. career because particularly that competition was a people's competition mm. the people voted to put me there mm. and um yeah so i became you know overnight the the host of one of the biggest reality shows um in the country I love how you say God told you that was your competition and you were going to win it nothing like hearing confirmation straight from God hey Oh, it's 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 uh, it's absolutely mind blowing for me up until this day because I mean how do you how does your flesh believe mm. that um, you know you can win a national competition I mean the country has got so much talent you know sure, sure. Um, there's really no way that one would think that you know there's no competition but God said I'm going to place you at the right place for such a time as this because it is your season mm. and that's exactly what yeah I love it now okay so you were speaking about um you know our perfect wedding being a people's competition and what it did for your career maybe you can elaborate to our listeners what has uh, this platform done for you and your career Wow. Um, for a start, Bume, I think, you know, the the reason why you per- perhaps don't even know what I was doing before, you know, is testament to how mm. big that opportunity was. Sure. Because all of a sudden, all the little um, plowing that I had been doing to get to that point, you know, people did not obviously know. It was a season of plowing. And then that competition was probably my harvest season where everybody got to see how colossal um you know you know this time in my life was or how colossal the the, the talent that I had was mm. so mm. yo if I mean I became a household name instantly mm. and like I said because it was a competition that people were directly involved in they gave themselves to being you know a part of the journey mm. they watched me um blossom from just a raw talent that was picked up you know um in a long queue of potential um you know um candidates in johannesburg to becoming number one so it's i mean i became you know somebody that your mother your sister your brother your cousin your grandmother even would know and i mean oh that's something that i you know i i I, i'm even getting goosebumps talking about it now from just you know being a household brand that people became aware of Mm. for my career of course you know, the people that need to you know me in terms of like producers and people in the creative space, it gave me the opportunity to now be in the forefront because mm. now people knew about me. So if there are other opportunities beyond that show, now people knew that there's somebody called Ukai Sengula and she's quite capable of doing something. Absolutely. That's the name, Ukai Sengula, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure <laughs> you never forget, hey? Uh, you know, um, <laughs> Kaye, so you speak about the support um, that your late husband gave you. And I, I remember watching your YouTube channel and how your husband said, 
um, go for it. Um, mm. What was it like, you know, to go through this and experience your breakthrough? I mean, it's something you've always wanted to do, and he's right there <laughs> by your side. Oh, man. There's really nothing like having a supportive partner mm. who stops at nothing sure. to see you block. You know, my husband, boyfriend at the time, when I was trying to get into the industry, um, I remember leaving the corporate space that I was in to really follow up on, on this journey of, you know, becoming a talent. And, you know, he took me in literally under his wing. I remember having to stay with him because I couldn't afford um, to be on my own because the jobs were and coming fast enough mm. so basically if he needed to be um the somebody who i would read my lines to my guinea pig he oh, would cute. be that person you know <laughs> um, and read them back to me and critique back to me if he needed to be my driver to take me to all these auditions he did that if he needed to um you know give me certain resources so that i could you know from an image perspective whether mm, it's mm. hair it's makeup i mean mm. you name it mm. um if he needed to be my motivator to speak life into me when i didn't believe in my you know in the power of my dreams mm. he did that so he absolutely stopped at nothing and i think what was even more beautiful about him was that he was not necessarily somebody that loved the limelight very shy very reserved mm. and never quite you know in the forefront even if I were to attend events with him you'd find him there on the other side of the red carpet making sure that I've got the best pictures that's Aww. who my husband wants was wanted me to shine at all costs it was always about me and until the very last day it will always be about me you know, they say that a lady must always make sure the man loves you more than um, you love him because then you know you'll be happy. Not my words. I'm just saying. But, you know, I think, I think ju judging by what you've just said, I think it's true, hey? Listen, I was definitely loved, hey? Not mm. that I loved him any less, but sure. I can tell you now, um, he really showed me in, in more ways than possible one. Um, that were possible for him to actually just really um, solidify what his uh, purpose was in my life. Absolutely. Oh, beautiful story. Well, we're talking to Kai Ngula and we're talking about her journey as a presenter, actress, as well as an MC. And we're talking about inspirational stories tonight. That was a, just a sneak peek of her career and how she got into the industry. The next part of the interview, we're going to talk about um, the tragic events that led to her husband's untimely passing. If you want to connect with us and join the conversation, you can find us on Facebook at Hope Alive Radio Station. We're on Twitter at Hope Alive underscore radio and our WhatsApp line is 067-153-1089. We're going to go to a song and when we come back, more from Ukayise. Here is Sinaj with Waymaker. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you. It's 6.30 p.m. on the Feminine Touch, and um, that was Sinaj with Waymaker. In our first half of the show, we are interviewing Kaiyi Ngula. She is a MC, a presenter, as well as... Um, 
really a jack of all trades and mastering so many fields. She's a public figure, and tonight we're profiling her on our inspirational story segment. Earlier on, we spoke about her career and how she's really built a household name for herself through the competition as well, Our Perfect Wedding. I think we'll get back into the interview. Guy, you said you speak about um, your husband, and I mean, I watched your videos, how your face just lights up. How did you and Farai meet? <laughs> um, I love telling the story um, because I think it's, it's just testament to how love will find you if mm. it needs to. Um, you never, you know, uh, have to go searching for it, although we think we do. But when the time is right, it will locate you. Mm. So it was a Friday uh, evening. Um, I had actually just moved to Johannesburg from Pretoria because I was, you know, I've, I was raised in Pretoria. I, I'm from the Eastern Cape, but raised in Pretoria. And I had just started, you know, I was a young working girl, had my own apartment, sort of really just figuring things things out um, um, on my own out of home. And I remember that night uh, was a Friday night that I just felt like, you know what, let me enjoy this process of having my own apartment and just, you know, really immerse myself in this achievement. So I went to get a pizza just down the road. There was a pizzeria um, just down the road in the neighborhood. Um, and as soon as I walked into that store, um, as cliche as this may sound, we literally locked eyes. Mm. It was almost as it felt rather as as if time stood still, and everybody that was else that was in that store, sure. um, kind of you know disappeared and was non-existent. And there was a good you know ten seconds where this tall, dark guy across the room and I locked eyes and you know felt something that we had never felt before. So um, I continued to walk into the store. I went onto the counter, made my order, and he came up to the counter and he said to the cashier, whatever, you know, this lady is ordering, whatever she'd like, please ring it up on my bill. And mm. I remember thinking, oh, this guy, he's, he's forward. <laughs> Who is he, you know? Um, I don't even know him, but he's here um, telling people that, you know, he's, he's going to take care of my bill. Um, he then went on to, you know, kind of introduce himself and ask if I would join him and two friends of his, you know, they had been waiting for their order as well. And I was quite reluctant because I was like, you're a stranger. How do I just go and sit with, um, you know, a group of guys that I don't know? Mm. I'm just here to get my pizza, please. And I'm going to swiftly leave. And he said, I'm not going to hurt. I'm not going to bite. Just have a seat with us while you wait. And maybe you never know. If you like us, you can actually just have your pizza here with us. Sure. Um, so I, I, I joined them. <laughs> yeah, quite confident, I must say. So I joined them. Um, uh, yeah, I think he, by the end of that night, or maybe towards the time when I got my order, he asked for my number. And I refused to give it to him. And I told him, actually, I'll be calling you. So rather give me yours. <laughs> um, and <laughs> I'll make contact when it suits me. Two weeks later, I gave him the call and he asked me out on a date and the rest is history. you got to give a guy props for trying. I mean, that's how you seal the deal, right? I mean, you know, and I mean, I must say he was quite the gentleman about it. Not pushy, listened to kind of, you know, my boundaries and respected them. So I think, uh, you know, I, that's how I really gave him a chance, you know. Oh, beautiful. Now, um, you guys, in September 2018, you welcomed your first child together, handsome young man. Um, And I see you've recorded your labor journey as well. What made you guys decide that you want to record and document everything? Um, Bume, I think naturally, I mean, I work on camera. I Mm. understand the the significance of archiving memories, archiving moments um there's just something that is quite special about having something to look back to you know our memories fade Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes things that are of significance kind of, you know, go over our head and we, we miss certain things. So I'm always of the view that if something can be taken, you know, um, into, you know, the form of, you know, something that can be saved, like a memory, I mean, a video or a picture, let's do it. So that's mm-hmm. the first point um, or driver, really, of why we would have documented it. It was a special moment in our lives. I mean, here was, you know, this gift from God that we had been awaiting and he was finally here so it only makes sense to document it mm. the second reason was um that we 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 had hoped that we were going to um have a reality show of our wedding and having our son was you know going to form part of that because it mm. wasn't going to be obviously a full circle moment mm. so mm. that was the se- the second reason um but of course God knew that um, those memories were going to obviously be for another reason, a lifetime, um, you know, memory kept alive there. Mm. I love the way that you, you're able to see God's hand in this as well. Oh, certainly. Where would I be without God? Absolutely. I would not even be here having this conversation with you. Mm. Now, let's, yeah. talk, let's talk June 2019. Um, mm. Oh, you and your husband were involved in a, a tragic accident and it led to the untimely passing of your husband. I mean, no one anticipates to go through such um, pain. And I just want to ask, do you recall what happened? I actually do not. Mm. Um, we had uh, gone to a function together, um, you know, on our way home we got into the car basically and, you know, began to make our way home. It had been a very long day. I had a lot of engagements that day. So I, you know, um, fell asleep and he had been driving. And of course, you know, I I felt quite, you know, safe knowing that once we get home, he would wake me up and, you know, we would obviously go into the house and, 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 you know, turn in. But um, as you know, you would know that did not happen. Mm. So I have no recollection of what exactly happened. Um, but uh, of course, I you know I'm able to make out what might have happened from from you know what I'm told by the paramedics sure. and all the medical professionals or profit. Um, uh, medical personnel, rather, that were dealing with with us when we mm. we were you know picked up from the scene of the accident. Yeah. Mm. What were those um, last moments like uh, with your husband? I know that you were also injured, um, but I think mm. you do remember some inter- conversations with him as well. Um, terrifying. Mm. Um, terrifying. Um, anxious. Sure. Painful. Um, I don't think I, I've, I've ever had to pray that much for sure. a 360 turnaround miracle mm. um, for things to not turn out for the worst. Mm. Um, when we arrived at the hospital, um, because I presume we were both unconscious for, for quite some time, but I regained consciousness first. And um, I woke up to, you know, the whole commotion and, you know, everybody trying to save our lives. But I woke up to also, you know, my husband being unconscious, but fighting for his life, but also fighting for mine. Mm. Because in his unconscious state, he had been, you know, kind of screaming my name, you Mm. know, wanting to find out where I am. So in his state of vulnerable, you know, vulnerability and helplessness, sure. he wanted to know where was his wife. He was still protecting and you. Oh, that is beautiful. He still protected me. Um, and, you know, that is the last memory I have of him ever speaking um, because he had been, you know, so, um, what's the word? I think so kind of out of it. He was fighting off everyone who was trying to get in the way of him trying to find me, you know, so they had to kind of calm him down and sedate him, you know, Mm. so that he also doesn't further injure himself. Mm. Um, So for me, I mean, how, how do I, you know, there are really no words to articulate what it means to have had him 
do everything in his power, even though he was, you know, utterly helpless, mm-hmm. but trying to make sure that I was okay and that I had survived. So, yeah, it was it, it was really a, a pivotal moment. And mm-hmm. um, like I say, it's something I'll never forget. Um, mm-hmm. I'll carry that with me for the rest of my life. That's a beautiful memory to carry, Kaise. I know that um, you were also injured for some time. I saw some pictures. Um, let's talk mm-hmm. about your recovery process. I mean, what was that like? <laughs> you know, I, I, I often joke, um, you know, to friends and family, people close to me, and I say, clearly I'm not the dying type. Um, mm. Because, uh, you know, how how do I go through physical excruciating pain of that extent mm, mm. and also have to bear the loss of the love of my life? Mm. Physical and emotional pain. Yeah. All in one body, all in one soul, all in one spirit. Mm. Fighting through the pain, mm. you know, mm. From a physical point of view, I mean, I had multiple fractures, um, you know, injuries that, you know, really hindered me from performing or functioning normally. Mm, you know, mm. when I say that, I mean, I could not drive. I could not bath myself. I could not. The things we consider normal mm. and everyday life. Yeah. yeah. Um, I could not do. You know, I had to relearn all of that you know, from wheelchair to undergoing physiotherapy and occupational therapy and obviously, you know, psychological therapy as well to deal with the loss. So, you know, my healing process was a lengthy one, mm. um, from a, you know, from a physical perspective because um, I was really childlike um, and had to go back and really relearn um, how to be. And, I mean, I must mention that my child at the time is only eight months. Mm. So he's fully dependent on me to be a mother. Mm. And I cannot be that because I don't even have the hands to carry him. I can't hold him because, you know, arms are broken, hands are, you know, the nerves. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It it, it was just a mess, you know. Mm. Um, But God's gracious hand pulled me through. Um, it, 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 It pulled me through because I think... More than anything it's about it being about me, he gave all the people who were caring for me the ability and, you know, the, the, they were sort of gracious in themselves to mm. be able. I mean, a fully grown woman to be nurtured by her mother, mm. you know, <laughs> you can imagine, you know, mm. this side she's got me, this side she's got my own baby. So... Um, the med- the medical, you know, per- uh, personnel that were taking care of me at the hospital, um, you know, did the utmost best to make sure that, you know, I was, you know, healed back to health. Sure. And like I said, um, there was a psychological as- aspect, you know, I had to go through grief counseling as well. Mm. And, you know, obviously spiritually I had to be revived um, mm, because my spirit was actually broken. You know, mm. how how do you one day picture having the rest of your life together yeah. and that only 10 months married, it's all taken away. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that you you never think of. Uh, it doesn't even sound right saying it, but it became your mm. reality, you know? Mm. I, I noticed that um, you did your life after dark series and you posted your, your, um, your episode for your husband and you know I watched that mm. and I just bawled in tears because the strength that you displayed recording that Kaise it is it's out of this world in fact and I mean 1.5 million people have viewed that how does it feel to know that so many people are connecting with your story um I think it's very humbling mm. um because who am I you know mm. uh, who am I to believe that something I've been through could be worthy enough to touch another life or mm. to make be- another person believe that they can get through anything? But mm. God then reminds me, but who are you not to be? You know, um, I have given you so much, you know, when he says 
he's life and he is life in abundance and mm. he will use you to be a testimony of a test, you mm. know, um, and to turn your pain into purpose. That's how I got through doing what it is that I needed to do after spending a year in mourning, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I really took the time to heal. Sure. Of course, when I recorded it, I don't think I was healed, but I was ready to speak from a place of strength, like sure. you say, a place of, you know, owning my story and saying, it happens. It happens mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And there's no shame in my pain. Sure. Um, there, there is um, only but glory you know um showing the hand of god that he can take you literally from the gutter of darkness and bring you to the light but you've got to walk the journey with him absolutely you've got to work the journey with him and the thing about turning pain into purpose when Mm. i'm is that Mm. it's almost like giving birth Mm -hmm. when you give birth to anything it is never pleasant it is a pain process absolutely right? it is you the worst through, it's the worst but guess what the end result sure. once it comes out sure. you even you forget instinctly literally instinctively how painful that was and that's mm. exactly what god has done for me mm. he mm. said that you know i will give you sorrow so that you can come through and you know be you know my, my vessel of strength through mm. that Mm, so mm, don't mm. focus on the pain. Focus on pushing. Sure. Focus giving birth so that you can birth, um, you know, what he is using for the birth uh, or rather the, the result of, of your pain and suffering. Absolutely profound, Gaise. No shame in your pain. You've got to give it all to God and he will walk this journey with you. Wow, wow, wow. We're talking about inspirational stories tonight and I'm joined by the beautiful, bubbly, ever so gracious Gaise Ngula and we're talking about her journey. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more about Gaise, her journey and we're going to get through your questions of senior voice notes coming through. So after the break, it's your time to chat to our guest. For now, here's Joyous Celebration with Denzele Ungeto. Such an amazing song there by Joyous Celebration. It is 6.50pm on the Feminine Touch and um, we're still doing our interview with Gai Sengrola and we're talking about inspirational stories tonight on the Feminine Touch. Um, of course, if you want to weigh in on the conversation, you're more than welcome to join us on Facebook at Hope Alive Radio Station. On Twitter, you can find us at Hope Alive underscore radio and our WhatsApp line is 067-153-1089. We're going to get through some of your voice notes and your questions. Thank you so much for connecting with us. Here's the very first uh, voice note for you, Kaise. All right. Uh, see, the voice note is coming through. Um, I want to read a comment that has come through from Lerato, and she says, I'm loving the interview. I love Kaise. I admire her strength and her courage. May God continue to do good in her life. Thank you so much, Lerato, for tuning in. Uh, beautiful message to you, Kaise. Thank Good you evening, Pome. Oh, um, thank you so very much, I appreciate I that. I think what God I would like you. You're welcome. Let's play the voice note. To share regarding um, 
recovering or rather still keeping a smile um, after losing, you know, a loved one. Personally, I would say it takes intentionality. And I'm going to explain why I say that. You need to first accept your situation. I would say this has happened. You pray about it, but God moves as you move. That's, that's, that's my theory. Um, so by that, I mean you first, like I said, you accept, and then you first become very intentional about finding yourself and what matters to you as an individual first, because you must remember that the surroundings, uh, our loved one, they feed off our energy. They feed off our um, our being, our wholeness. So when you are able to pick up the pieces and move on, they feed from that. When you are able to, you know, take care of yourself, Hello. they also benefit because your children at home will have a happy mom, a mom who will not always be snapping because usabambelele, kwe pain, kwe hurt, you know. So you find yourself, you do stuff that matters to you. You fill your own cup. You find your happiness. You define it for you. Will see what does being happy mean for me outside, for instance, this marriage, um, outside this relationship, you know, that I no longer have in this case. She follows you as well, and she also just said, you know, God moves as you move, and she loves your bubbly journey. So it's something that's really inspiring her. So thank you so much, Wendy. Good, how are you? I lost you there. No problem. Sorry about that. I wanted to just um, tell you what our listener said uh, through the voice note. So she said that um, she loves uh, you personally. She's following you as well. She sees the glow. And um, she said, you know, one thing that helps with healing with um, loss is that you first have to accept it and then God moves as you move. I want to try to play you that voice note again so you can hear what she said. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. And then bef- whilst we're getting the voice note, um, I've got a comment from Malebu, and she says, awesome show today on this beautiful date. So thank you, Malebu, for tuning in. Uh, we have a comment from Ziggy, and uh, she says that... Uh, Hi, Bumi and Kaise. Thank you so much for your bravery, sis. Truly speaking, you you speak for so many women who have lost their loved ones. May I ask, mm-hmm. how did you deal with mourning so publicly? Oh, <laughs> yeah, um, that, that one is, is, is um, quite, it was quite a test, you know, um, because, uh, as you say, it was public and, you know, because I was also a part of what had happened, I think also, you know, um, kind of, you know, exasperated what, what you know, or rather how it broke out. Mm. publicly but I think um, the best way I knew how at the time um, because for starters I had been injured and not even capable you know of dealing with anything beyond just the pain that I was really um, going through my family really stood uh, in the gap for me particularly my mother Mm. and so for the longest time I was quite protected um, and shielded uh, you know from having to deal with you know the public of course their intentions were never bad, but I think everybody was just really concerned as mm. to how I was doing. But because obviously the loss, the magnitude of the loss uh, was so great that I had to be shielded so that I could focus on mourning and healing. So the best way was to really just embrace my journey and not come out until such a time that I was ready to. Um, and even then, I did let you know my fans and my supporters know um, every step of the way that you know I, I am seeing what you know um you know their support I am told of their support and I appreciate it but I would just you know uh, would like the opportunity to be afforded the time to mm. to to really grieve and mourn um, my husband absolutely here's another comment from uh, Malebo and she says Kaisa is the definition of the joy of the Lord is my strength I love how honest she was about her experience may the Lord keep strengthening her thank you so very much and bless you oh bless you all right let's play you one of those voice notes that came from our listeners Okay. Good evening, family touch. This is Dumi here, and a very warm evening. 
to Gayi say, oh man, I love you, girl. Um, I'm such a fan and a subscriber to your YouTube channel. When I listened to your story and what you went through, you know, I just saw God in that pain. I just saw God. And he will, there's absolutely nothing that will separate us from his love. And whatever you went through, for me, when I see that story, it just gives me more strength, you know, in whatever I go through, that whatever painful thing I go through. And I'm like, if another human being can go through such and I don't see God, then honestly, it's wrong. So I see God. I saw God in whatever um, happened in your life. And... Um, seeing you come out stronger, that's where you, you really see with whatever the enemy uses for bad in our lives, God turns it out for good. And I'm sure you inspire a lot of women, not only me. So yeah, thank you so much. Uh, all the best wow. in your life, uh, endeavors and yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is beautiful. Oh man, so heartwarming. I love you too and thank you for honoring me. Um, because I know that it's not really me, you know, it's it's God might through me. Um, I'm really privileged, you know. Um, it brings me to tears honestly because it's not like I woke up and I said, God, use me or mm. God, turn my life around so mm. that somebody else can gain strength from it. Mm. But he, he He deemed me worthy, you know, and that is an honor that I can you never, you know, take for granted. So thank you. I really, really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Oh, beautiful. Another voice note from one of our listeners to you, Gaise. Um, Wendy here. I think what I would like to share regarding um, recovering or rather still keeping a smile um, after losing, you know, a loved one. Personally, I would say it takes intentionality. And I'm going to explain why I say that. You need to first accept your situation. I would say this has happened. You pray about it. But God moves as you move. That's 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 my theory. Um, so mm. by that I mean you first, like I said, you accept, and then you first become very intentional about finding yourself and what matters to you as an individual mm. first, because you must remember that the surroundings, the our loved one, they feed off our energy. They feed off our um our being our wholeness so when you are able to pick up the pieces and move on they feed from that when you are able to you know take care of yourself they also benefit because your children at home will have a happy mom a mom who will not always be snapping because you know, so you find yourself, you do stuff that matter to you. You fill your own cup. You find your happiness. You define it for you. What does being happy mean? For me, outside, for instance, this marriage, um, outside this relationship, you know, that I no longer have in this case, and, and I know her, I follow her. <laughs> and the glow, the happiness, the, you know, her journey has just been a beautiful one, how she has maneuvered around it. But um, I think what I'm just saying in a nutshell, you need to still find yourself, find what makes you happy first. Not what will make my son happy, what will make my daughter happy, but what makes you happy, because then everyone else benefits from it. Mm. Gosh. Mm. Wow. Beautiful. Yo. Oh. What a beautiful mouthful. Um Utubanu Wendy. Wendy, yes, yes. Wendy, thank you for that. Um, yo, I've got goosebumps because that's exactly it. You know in in, in building back to pieces, um, I had to ask myself, who am I beyond this pain? Mm. Who do I want to be beyond this pain? Yeah. Because really, there are one of two things that can happen. 
it can either break me or build me, mm. you know. Mm. And I, I won't lie for me. I mean, the journey was so excruciating, painful, excruciatingly painful that I did allow it to break me, you know, mm. so that I can be rebuilt again, rebuilt again. Um, it, 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 it posed a very important question, like she said, what is important to me? Mm. And I realized that... Um, I'm important to me beyond being Zuko's mother. Mm. Um, I wanted to see who I could become beyond this because for the longest time I could not recognize myself. I could not recognize, excuse me, I could not recognize my intentions, my purpose, and all that I stood for, you know, sort of crashed with the the, the accident that happened. So Mm. I really had to take time about redefining and reconstructing my own reality without the other part of my flesh because remember when you are married you are one so a part of you dies but it does not mean that you know uh, that love that you had is gone it's not dead death cannot kill love and mm. human hands really can't bury it nothing can bury the love that we had and so that's where I drew my strength you know knowing that our love will always live beyond the physicality of us being, um, you know, together here on earth. He will continue to love and honor me and our family beyond the grave. Mm-hmm. And that's how I continue to build um, afterwards. So thank you for that, Bumi. I mean, Wendy, I really appreciate it. Oh, wow. Thank you so much to all of you for connecting. Can you believe it's 7.03? Our time has up and what a time we've had. Your journey, your story, I mean, your strength, Gaisa, it is just absolutely so empowering. And you know what? You are, you're, you're just a blessing. And never forget that so many people are looking to you, uh, whether it's on your channel, on your social media, and we're saying, here's a woman who just embodies grace. God's grace because uh. we cannot quantify what God is doing in your life, but we see that God is moving and God is working. And for that, we're so grateful. Thank you so very much. And I'm honored. Um, I just want to say to anybody who's ever lost anyone, mm. um, don't entertain the distractions. Mourn it. Mm. Mourn the parting of the flesh. Speak to God. Ask him to help you to heal Mm. so that you can understand the journey ahead. You have to be strong. And I know know we always plead, don't tell people, don't be strong. But there's really no other way to put it. You've got to be strong for self. Forget everybody else. Be strong for self and allow yourself to go through it so that you can be whole again. Because Mm. like uh, Wendy said, you are no good to anybody if you are still broken, mm. if you cannot be the best version of yourself. Mm. So I just want to let people know that um, there is life after tragedy and God will continue to use you to, to heal nations. You just have to allow him to do so. Absolutely. Gaise, I cannot let you go without um, asking what's next for Gaise and where can uh, people get hold of you? If some people want to connect with your story and find out more about you, where can they find you? <laughs> okay, so where can they find me? Um, on social media, um, um, Instagram, I'm at Gaise underscore Mula. Um, Twitter, I'm Gaise Mula, one word. And on Facebook, I am Gaise Mula. Obviously, two words there um, have a page. But uh, my YouTube channel, I know people have been asking, when are we coming back? We did a whole um, season one, you know, obviously showcasing people's life experiences and triumphs really beyond my own story because Mm -hmm. that's how um, After Dark was born. It's Mm -hmm. a platform for us to share our experiences so that we can heal together and motivate Mm -hmm. one another and rebuild together. So we are going to be shooting the second season. In fact, we've already started. So people need to look out for that. It's coming back and more healing um, is coming their way. And I hope that they continue to walk the journey with us. Um, In terms of what's next for guys, oh man, God is leading the way there. Um, I'm continuing to listen to him, how, how to use me. There are plans in the in the pipeline of how to continually spread the word of healing because that's my, now my ministry. Mm. I know that mm. um, I've been put at this place 
so that I can do something way bigger and beyond myself. So people need to please continue walking this journey with me. And like I say, it's not about me. It's about all of us. So if they would like to connect with me, I'm always open. I know it's not always easy to respond to everyone's DMs and things like that, but I do try my best um, because I want people to, to have access to, to knowing that they're not alone. And I'm here to, to, to share the little bit that I have, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, sharing my own experience so that we all heal together. Oh, I, I just love what you've just said that, you know, healing has now become your ministry. And mm. it's so amazing that um, whatever God gives you, there is a purpose behind everything that we go through. Most certainly is, Bume. And thank you so very much to you for, you know, uh, seeing me and for connecting with me and, uh, you know, wanting me to be on the show. I really appreciate that. And to your listeners, I hope that they continue to support you and the cause that you are carrying through on, uh, is it Hope Alive radio station? It is, it is. Oh, <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Thank you so much. you must go well. We'll continue to support you and we are there with you. We cannot wait for the second season of Life After Dark. And, um, just more life to you. That's our prayer that God give her more strength, more grace, and we continue to learn from you. Good night and God bless. Good night and God bless. And um, we're going to wrap up the interview with, uh, with Kai Yisen. We're going to play you Hillsong, Hosanna, and um, a beautiful song. And just, you know, it reminds me of everything that we've spoken about in this last hour with yourself, Gaise. The Lord is able to heal our hearts, walk the journey with him, as Gaise said. We'll see you soon for the second half of the show.